1: Get this. According to research, 99.9% of the probiotics on the market die in your naturally harsh stomach acid before they even get to where they're needed. Just Thrive probiotic is different by design. Their proprietary strains have been third-party clinically tested and proven to arrive 100% alive in your gut. They also have a thousand times better survivability versus yogurt, Greek yogurt, and leading probiotics. They support immune health in the digestive system, where over 70% of it lives, as well as boosts energy, improve sleep, promote healthy skin, and much more. We personally take them and can tell you confidently that we reap the benefits. You too can get some by going to justthrivehealth.com and use the code GTG for 15% off. Hello, all. Welcome back to Gut Talk. This is Jenna right now on our parents' couch in Virginia. Jill and I actually did not record an intro to this episode. So I am doing this right now before we get started. It's Jill and I on the interview. Don't you worry. But I wanted to intro Dr. Greg today. He is a doctor of functional medicine, a data five, and owns both an online practice and in personal, in-person functional medicine practice called Vitae, which he told us in Latin means life. So this conversation did not disappoint. First of all, he's super charismatic and his energy is amazing. We actually first found him on TikTok where we instantly gravitated toward his videos and content and we thought he would be a great guest for the pod, but he far surpassed expectations. Jill and I went into this episode with many different things that we wanted to discuss with him and we actually talked about none of it, which turned out to be the greatest thing because we just went into this deep conversation about what true health really means and Dr. Greg really led this one and we talk about things from breath, the importance of breath, meditation, mindfulness, and really just using all of these tools as a way to achieve your best health and to heal. He works with a ton of autoimmune patients and he has helped them heal. So just get ready for this. It's amazing. Jill and I have really, you know, taken his episode to heart and we're going to listen to it multiple times again, which we think you guys should too. There's also so many takeaways that are awesome that you can start applying to your daily life, which you know, we love to give you guys. So very excited to bring Dr. Greg to the Gut Talk fam. I know you guys are going to love him. Go check him out on Instagram and TikTok. It's Dr. Greg Health. He shares all of his information at the end of the episode. Let's get right into it. Here is Dr. Greg on Gut Talk.
0: If you are listening, please, and I say please, like and subscribe. And heck, if you want to share with a close friend, mm-hmm. We would really appreciate it. We would really
1: appreciate that. It would help us out, support us so much. So We're
0: not begging, but we are (laughs) asking with a pretty please cherry on top.
2: Drainage. I'm a huge fan of drainage. And one of the most underappreciated drainage pathways is your respiratory system. Most people don't understand how your respiratory system is a drainage pathway. And we use lots of hacks inside of that. So I shot this video on TikTok talking about nebulizing. And I I didn't even mention the product. And we sold like 250 bottles of it. They hunted it down.
0: Wow. So, okay, let's start here. Why do you love drainage so much? 101, what is drainage and why do you love it?
2: Okay. So, what is drainage? Let's start there. Drainage is simply the way that things are designed to get out. Okay. Our, you know, we put lots of things into our body, but how do they get out? So we're not talking, so we're talking in, and then there's all those digestion, stimulation, but then things have to get out. So there are drainage pathways and there's obvious ones, right? Like you poop. So your gut is a huge drainage pathway. Your liver, but think about your liver. Your liver does not have its own exit point. There's no hole underneath the right side of your rib cage for your liver to drain. Your liver drains in two spots. It drains into your small intestine way up top and then it actually drains into your large intestine via a vein system like this close from the exit point. So if the gut is not functioning properly, it will actually give the liver the Heisman and says, sorry, no room at the end. Important to understand. The third area is your kidneys. Pretty common, right? You pee things out. Okay. Right. Your lymphatic system. A lot of people have heard of the lymphatic system. Um, people think of like their lymph nodes, right? Or they have in their armpits. Eighty percent, eight zero percent of your lymphatic system sits in your gut. Eighty percent. So again, if your gut's not so, your gut's not functioning, then your lymphatic system can't drain into your lymphatic system. Literally drains into your gut space. Then it's absorbed into the intestines and brought out through the fecal material. And your so, lymphatic system is all of your entire body.
0: So, if you're what you're saying is, is like if your gut isn't healthy and functioning properly, the drainage for your other organs, right, are going to struggle. Hard stop. Hard stop. The high stop. Mm.
2: Yeah. Uh, like like they say in the in the board game, do not pass go, do not collect two hundred dollars. Doesn't work,
0: mm-hmm.
2: right? Your so, brain has its own lymphatic system. So go ahead, Jenna or Jill. I'm sorry.
0: No, you're fine. I was just wondering if if the gut is giving the hard stop, then are there other things that we can do to help those other areas drain, or should we just be focusing everything on making sure our gut is healed so it can drain?
2: So there are other ways, but you have to pick up the low hanging fruit, right? You can't be like, well, I guess I'll just bypass the gut because it doesn't work. And I'll try to, I'll dry brush, for example. Now, does dry brushing help lymphatic drainage? Sure. But come on, like open the poop (laughs) chute. Let's go, let things out here, right? Now your brain, your brain has its own lymphatic system also. And we have to be really mindful of brain health. We know now that the number one first side effect of dementia, by the way, dementia is the number one health Fear of somebody over 50 years of age. The number one health fear of someone under 50 is cancer, over 50 is dementia. The number, the first sign or symptom of potential dementia is brain fog. And now your listeners are listening to this going, oh my gosh, Mm -hmm. crap. Now, and this is why we want to honor the glymphatic system. That's the name of your brain's lymphatic system, is the glymphatic system. This is why we want to be mindful of not eating before we go to bed because your brain drains its lymphatic system when you sleep. But if you say, no, I'm going to put food into the hopper. You've just told your body, no, you can't take the blood supply to the brain. You need to take it to the gut to digest. Oh, interesting, right?
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay.
2: And then lastly, so your respiratory system. So there's a, there's a couple of good books I love to read. Uh, So I do three things when I walk. Number one, I do nothing, which is really important for us to do at times. Number two, I shoot TikTok videos. And number three, I listen to books at between 1.5 and 2.5 X of the actual speed. And so there's book number one is called Breath. James Nestor is the author. Book number two is called The Oxygen Advantage by, by McEwen. Uh, in Nestor's book, he cited research that said 8.5 out of every 10 pounds of weight loss comes from a gaseous exchange through your respiratory system. Sorry, gym rats. You don't poop it out. You don't pee it out. You don't sweat it out. Mm. Interesting, right? Mm
0: -hmm. Question. So if people are listening like me, they're like, okay, so then what do we do? What's a gaseous exchange?
2: (laughs) You'd be surprised, Jill, how many people don't understand breath, how to control breath, how to use breath to mitigate their nervous system how to breathe properly, how to understand their breath. So um, we, we can talk more about that, though what I will tell you is breath is the most effective way to take your nervous system tone from a state of fight or flight, tension, or just checked out to rest, digest, heal, I'm in a good place. Breath. And here's the thing, it costs nothing. And in this world of biohacking, right, there's Mm -hmm. there's no million hundred thousand dollar, thousand dollar item that can trump true breath work. Yeah. But people don't do it. So
1: funny that you're saying this. First of all, I started the book breath. I didn't finish it, but I did gather nose breathing. And Mm -hmm. Bill and I, we've talked about this on last episode that literally aired today. Yeah. I just started my mouth taping journey because Jill and I are massive mouth breathers. We always have been. And I first heard about it through the book breath truly. But then it's one of those things where I ignored it. And now, you know, a year later I'm like, "Mm, maybe, maybe I'll start. Um, and I just started it and I can't tell you exactly the benefits that I felt so far, but if you just even want to go over, the benefits of breathing through, let's say your nose rather than yeah. your mouth.
2: Oh my gosh. So good. By the way, congratulations, Jenna. That's good work. Um, and oh, oh so spoiler alert. And I'm sorry <laughs> to all the companies that are trying to sell you really expensive tape. I buy 3M oh, micro no. tape on Amazon for $2 and 40 cents a roll. The first night though, I had a dream that I was trying to talk to somebody and I, I, my words couldn't come out. So I opened my mouth so forcefully during my sleep that I split the tape. <laughs> the second night, I have no idea how I did this, but I peeled it off. And then, if you're a person that has dry lips, please do not forget to put chapstick on your lips before you go to bed. Before you put the tape on, because lip, um, lip skin removal is not a friendly thing in the morning when you're trying to take the tape off. Okay, that aside. Um, so I love again, those I, my apologies. Yeah, yeah. My my apologies to those that are trying to make you buy the forty-seven dollar box of, of mouth strips. I,
1: I may have bought um, the thirty-five dollar one. So <laughs>
2: okay. It, it, it's it's okay um so okay <laughs> we know that nasal breaths actually allow the body to go into a state of recovery if you think about it if you are running from your for your life your mouth is wide open and i had to giggle because they're like you should actually be able to do endurance athletics with your mouth closed and i was like oh hell no i was a competitive football player and basketball player growing up And my mouth was wide open playing sports because my body was in a state of like fight or flight, like I'm in war, right? Mm -hmm. You're not gonna have your mouth closed and breathe nice and calmly, even though they said you should be able to do. So I've even tried to do like rower workouts through my nose, and it's totally a challenge. But in the book, just to reiterate a bit, they actually went through, they did blood work, and then they shoved God only knows what up the noses of the participants and forced only oral breathing. And they found that stress hormones and inflammatory hormones and markers increased with oral breath. And then they did mouth taping outside of eating and forced nasal only breaths, and they found that it was actually very anti inflammatory and very soothing to the healing cascades. Now, so. But for some people, and again, I, I, so full disclosure, if you've never done this, don't just like tape your mouth shut and go to bed tonight. Mm -hmm. What they recommend is like, like after dinner and two, you have to make sure that you're not nasally congested because if you're nasally congested and you tape your mouth shut, that could be a little bit of an anxiety ridden component, right? right? So what they would say is like after dinner, just like throw, throw tape on your mouth for 30 minutes. You're conscious, you're aware, you can see what's going on, though ultimately Um, And this, this goes into the research on heart rate variability and understanding how to quantify the state of recovery. So I actually, I've worked with a lot of professional athletes in my career doing blood work and checking their blood work at different states of training, uh, but also understanding heart rate variability and how to quantify heart rate variability to understand how recovered is your system. And what we know so heart rate variability, I, I'm ready for a Jill question like, hey, like, can you put that into English for me?
0: So I only yeah. know about it because I did WHOOP for a year, and that was one of the the metrics, but I am extremely nasally and congested all the time, and I'm completely afraid of mouth taping at night because yeah. I'm worried that I won't be able to breathe well enough. So I've just yeah. been so, trying so to do it. Is is there a let's solution go there for, for a that? Are, are
2: you... Are you are you ready to be my patient on air, Jill? Yeah, I love that. Okay. Monkey see, monkey do. Take your okay. right finger, and Jenna, you can do this too. Take your right finger and plug the right side of your nose, and take a breath in through your nose. Okay, now do the other on the other side. Why <laughs> <laughs> you're <laughs> whistling? You can hear it what most people will notice if they've not had a rhinoplasty or a nose is that one of their sinus cavities is easier to breathe out of. Jill, did you yeah. recognize that one was easier?
0: Yes, so you my probably right. have
2: a deviated septum. You probably have a deviated septum, young lady. Okay. Okay. Now what? And I and well, so so respectfully, and I this is why I love the fact that you don't have to fix everything by yourself. You just need to have enough resources and enough knowledge to go like, "Hey, like so what I know is you're probably a primarily an oral breather." because when you close your mouth, your body's like crap, like mm-hmm. dying of air fixation. So what happens then is your body goes into a stressed state, regardless of how clean your diet is, how good your meditation is, how nourishing your relationships are. Like, isn't it crazy? Like, damn it. Like I, that, that one step, we skip that thing. So what I would challenge you to as lovingly as I could is I would, I would probably say, go see an ENT and say like, Hey, I, 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 no, no, before I, I trust that you have a clean diet, that you've, that you've got rid of a bunch of anti, you have a fairly anti-inflammatory diet. And then, so actually the next thing, let me, let me give you a little intermediary. Remember I said, I did that TikTok video on nebulizing. Mm-hmm. So I'm a big fan of nebulizing. Nebulizing can be some crazy things. I have had people blow parasites out of their noses. Yes. Like, wow. holy, what the hell is that? So, um, and cysts and pockets are quite possible. So, um, so the first thing I would say is, Hey, let's, let's, let's have you nebulize. Let's make sure that we can do that. Then the second step might be for you to use a, a tool called a nevage. So a nevage is kind of like a, you guys have heard of a neti pot? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. I've used it. Okay. So a nevage is a, a motorized neti pot. It goes up both of your nostrils and it, so if you've done them, Jill, have you noticed that it doesn't drain as well from one side of the other?
0: Yeah. It's a mess.
2: Okay. <clears throat> so you need a nevage. Okay. So navage is like, it pushes and pulls. So it essentially forces the pathway. And if that can't happen, girl, you might just have a, you might have a, an, a, 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 an osseous, like a bone or something in there. That's just not allowing that to happen. What I will tell you, and now the other thing that you'd want to check for, um, is you want to make sure you don't have any cavitations in your mouth. Cavitation is an, is an, is an, an above the tooth an infection that's hanging there. Okay, super, um, so like if you, if you've ever had a root canal, the chance of having a cavitation at the top of that root canal is really high. And what happens when there's a root canal, there's no nerve because it's roto-rooted out. So what happens then if they because I, I live in the world of chronic infection and Lyme disease, because there's no nerve there, then infections can just go hang out in the jaw and the nervous system has no way to know that they're there. And then over time, we just had one of our local patients. She's actually a certified nutritionist. She's an amazing, wonderful one. She just had breast cancer and in the work that we've done with her, we actually sent her to a biological dentist and we found that she had a cavitation. She had gangrene and get this, this is horrible to say she had gauze from the dental procedure in her jaw. So she had the proper procedure done to pull that work out of her jaw. And she's like, you guys, you don't get this. I have a new lease on life. I have not felt this good since 10 years prior to my breast cancer diagnosis.
0: And the thing about that, that, and this is why I love what we're doing is because today's world, it is you're sick and you need medicine and more medicine and steroids and all these things. And we never really dive. There's, there's not enough people out there that are digging the holes to see where the root cause is. Yeah. And so that story is awesome. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I love it. And I too, I am full-blown ADHD and I am so grateful for it because I'm so curious. I also have a really, so so. my my primary degree is actually as a chiropractor. Uh, I haven't adjusted a bone in years and years and years. But what the premise of chiropractic is in most cases is that the body is designed to heal. Mm -hmm. So if you come with this premise that the body is designed to heal, which is more of that holistic standpoint, as opposed to the body's broken i need to put the right drugs in. that's the baseline so i have that philosophy and then i have a i have a you know a belief in a, in a creator and i also have done this for 20 years and i've seen freaking miracles happen see the body doesn't need need help healing it just needs no interference you just got to get things out of the way
0: the body doesn't need help healing it just needs no interference yeah do that you think really that your medical
2: cool. doctor with his with their six years of education is more intelligent than billions and billions and billions of neurons and 75 trillion cells?
0: No. hell no. Oh, no. <laughs> right? Yeah. And
2: here's the reality. We still know very little about medicine. Even functional medicine still very much. I've done it for 20 years, and I love when I get to unlearn something. For example, here's the favorite thing I got to unlearn in the last three years. Do you know that there is not just a sympathetic and a parasympathetic nervous system? There's a third nervous system that was, that was understood by a guy named Bob Navio, And it's so he did this thing called the cell danger research. So, so we understand that parasympathetic is rest and digest and heal and actually make babies procreate. And then there's sympathetic, which is fight or flight. So someone's like, if I'm in sympathetic and I have all this energy, how come I have no energy? So he actually understood that there's actually a dorsal and a ventral horn of the parasympathetic nervous system. So The the dorsal is the fight or flight. It's the ramp. It's the proper response to stress, but you can only stay there for so long. And then you burn out the ability to have that response. And then you go into the dorsal horn of the parasympathetic and you are in still in sympathetic drive, but you could, but you have no energy. You're like, just shoot me. I could care less. So that's where people are like, well, if I'm in sympathetic tone, how come I have no energy? How come I don't feel like I'm running away from the saber tooth tiger? so, so you're that, that you're you've burnt out you've burnt out the hormones at that level. Now we're not talking adrenal fatigue. By the way, there's no such thing as adrenal fatigue. Sorry, those yeah. that have like given their careers to the hormone testing. Mm-hmm. Again, the body responds appropriately to its environment. So the question always has to be, well what's in the environment? What is your body responding to? And then again, you put the right things in, you get the right things out of the way and literal miracles can happen. Yeah.
1: You know, it's interesting because just from experience with ourselves, with me working with clients, with, you know, having our community of people that have just are very present and very open with us, it seems like a lot of these people dealing with digestive issues are really underneath dealing with a lot of emotional distress, a lot of, (laughs) I guess, what I would consider sympathetic dominant, um, and... If you could kind of put that together for people as to what you all see,
2: yeah. Okay, so here's a story. So my wife and I have five absolutely drop dead gorgeous babies. I completely married outside of my. I outkicked my coverage. I, I married a rock star. So when we were ready to have birth with our first child, 18 years ago, I'm not old, and and I remember I made my wife this amazing organic spinach salad. And, and we're going to go have this baby. And it was going to be lights out and Mozart playing and no drugs and hot tubs. And I was going to catch that little one. We didn't even know if it was a boy or a girl yet. Well, unbeknownst to us, 20 hours later, do, via an emergency C-section, mm. about 18 hours into that, due to the anesthesia, my wife, she threw up. And that salad that she ate 18 hours previous wasn't digested one bit because her body said, I'm having a baby. This is a stressful situation for me. Digest food, oh hell no. Now, parlay that into stressful marriage, childhood trauma, lack of self-love, chaos in your life, and of course you're not assimilating and digesting. And here's the thing, if we keep this in mind, your body responds appropriately to its environment. And and this is kind of my beef a lot of times with natural medicine is we say, "Oh yeah, we don't use drugs." But then we say, "Oh, I have a I have a natural acid reducer," or I have a natural. I'm like, "That's still this for that medicine." Mm-hmm. You're still patching a bullet wound with a band-aid. So if, if so, And I lovingly say this, as a clinician, as a healer, if you are not understanding, appreciating, and having a conversation around the personal development, the mindset of the journey, you're missing the boat. What I tell my patients is this. If you do all of the supplementation and the IV work and the detox work and you put coffee up your butt and all the things that we do, but you say to us, this isn't going to work, you're right. It's yeah. not. I had a, I had a patient uh, about a month ago, um, sleeping issues. And she said, you know, I I went to my doctor and he prescribed this like horrendously high dose of a sleeping medication. And she said, and I took it, but I knew it wasn't going to work. And I was right. And I was like, wait, wait, you took 500 milligrams of that drug and it didn't knock you out. She's like, no, I knew it wouldn't. Whoa, you're kidding me. Right. And that actually goes back to the research on the placebo effect. Um, from, and whether it's, whether it's a fact or not, it's tough to prove it back in World War II is when they had morphine and morphine is a pretty powerful pain reliever. So there was a, there was a war hospital and they ran out of morphine and this woman nurse, brilliant mind. There was a soldier that was in a bad place. And she said, all right, buddy, um, I've got a bunch of morphine here. I'm going to fill up my syringe. I'm going to stick it in your side. And in 30 seconds, you're going to feel like a rock star." And she filled up her syringe with saline. And she stuck it in his side and in 30 seconds he's like i feel amazing and that was actually the beginning of the double blind placebo studies because they realized that the placebo is a real thing and if we are not i tell all of my patients if you are not capitalizing on the emotional side of this journey you're shortchanging yourself now we have to understand and someday i'm going to write a book and it's going to be called something along the lines of the poopy diaper syndrome so we have five kids and when baby number four was being potty trained that little sucker refused to poop in the toilet. So she'd go in the corner and she'd poop in her diaper and I would go to her name is Lindley. And I would say, Lindley, baby girl, where does poopy go? And she says, Oh daddy, poopy goes in the toilet. So we would put in the toilet. See, here's the thing. She, she got attention from me. She knew how I was going to respond. I wasn't going to beat her. Uh, and then I, so she had no reason to put her big girl panties on because she got attention from dad. Well, now let's fast forward 20, 30, 40, 50 years. And people are probably still walking around in poopy pants, but they've conditioned the people around them to respond to them in that state. They also, they know that they're called for more, but this is predictable. Even though it kind of sucks, I kind of know how to work this thing. And they many times will sabotage their own healing because they're like, what if so-and-so doesn't love me anymore? What will the world ask of me if I heal? Will my kids still need me? So there's that inner dialogue of the healing process as well, and that's where I really love to. One of my one of my mentors and good friends says is you you heal the boy, and the man appears, or you heal the girl, and the woman appears. Um, and I'm not saying that everyone has traumatic ch- upbringings, but many times we have things that happen to us. One of my other mentors says, you know, a mother, father, a teacher, or a preacher said something to you at a young age, and you believe them, and you acted as if. That's why I'm not a fan of personality tests. I'm not a fan of because then you – because if the personality test says you're um, an introvert, well, you're going to act like an introvert would act yeah. instead of being your true self. So I love I love the digging in part of that conversation.
0: It's interesting because when I was in college, um, I started vomiting every week, multiple times a week, and it affected the way I played softball, and then the way I played softball affected my mental state, and not one single person – told me, "Hey, you're actually so stressed out. You're beyond stressed out. I don't know. I don't I couldn't even tell you. I was miserable. I was a a mm-hmm. miserable person in a happy person's outer shell, right? And right. so I went to this world-renowned gastroenterologist and he's like, "Sorry, you have IBS. There's nothing you can do about it." Right? So now I'm believing I'm stuck like this and now I'm even more right. miserable and, and you, they're like, hey.
2: "And you're broken."
0: Yeah, and take <laughs> antidepressants because the only thing we can do is slow down the signals from the brain to the gut and maybe that will make you throw up less, right? And so for years, for a couple of years, I was like, this is the way I live my life. I just, and it, but it kept getting worse because my body stopped processing more and more foods. And then I kid you not, I had acne all over the place. We went to... Uh, Terry Cochran, who we've had her on the podcast, within two weeks, I was a new human. Not only could my body heal, it was begging me. Like the second I made those changes, it was like like a rubber band had been pulled so far back. And the second we started making those changes, it like flew forward. And all of a sudden my mindset changed too, because I'm like, wait, I'm not broken. I'm not stuck like this. Terry was like, You absolutely can heal. What? Not only that, you're gonna feel better than you've ever felt before. But it right. took me believing that too. And it, I remember it was just kind of like you jump in with two feet, right? Like I'm so desperate that I'm begging this to work. And there was no room for doubt. It was like I am all in times 100. So it's interesting. And sometimes and- it
2: takes people to get to that, right? I mean, that's the Cortez sure. burn the boats conversation, right? Like, yeah. like either we either we burn the boats. Well, what if? What if? What if we have to get off of here? Well, there's two options. Either we kill all of them, we take their boats, or we die. Because many times we have option B. And option B many times brings us back into our, and dare I call it, our mediocrity, or the place that we're like, maybe this is just who I am. Maybe this is how it's going to be. Mm-hmm. And and in, in that case, even a physician, someone, white coat, stethoscope, world-renowned said this is what, and you're like, what if they're right?
0: Not <laughs> only is it if they're right, it was like, he has to be right. They're telling me that this is the best guy in the field. There was it wasn't. What if it was? Oh shoot! Like I never once questioned him because there was no one else in my mind to go to.
2: Right, right, and that okay. was what was. And I, I love it. how the right people show up at the right time when you're ready. And mm-hmm. I also believe that people on their journey need to realize that one person may not get them to the finish line, and whether it's a clinician or or a therapist or a coach. Maybe their giftedness is only to get you to a certain point. And then we get frustrated that they can't get us further, but we forget about being grateful that they got us where we are.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: And that's that, that's that journey of life. And that's that conversation of, of looking around. And I'm a, I'm a big fan of, of uh, there's a guy, an organizational psychologist named Dr. Benjamin Hardy, and he co-wrote a book with a, with a business coach named Dan Sullivan. It's called The Gap in the Gain. And the idea is, so like, here's where you are and the gain, the delta between where you are and where you started, that's called the gain. So that's the ability for us to look backwards and go, oh my gosh, look how far I've come. And then the gap is where you are compared to where you think you should be. Right. Mm -hmm. And that there's judgment and competition and discontented inside of that. So I think one of the important things that we've learned from a clinical standpoint is allowing people to understand like, hey, you need to look backwards. You need to acknowledge where you've come from because the body has amazing amnesia. Like, no, I'm still not well. Way, 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 wait, wait. Like you're, you're a long ways from where you started. And then you, then that's why we do a lot of journaling. And that's where having that, that self-reflection and truly understanding. like when I start with a patient, I'm like, I need you to journal a current state of the union. I want you to walk through every area of your body and, and analyze it, judge it, even from relationships to finances, to, to your gut, to your libido, to your energy, to your sleep, have a true state of where you are, because you're going to go back and you're going to read it maybe even in a tough time. And you're like, Oh my God, wow, I'm way better than I thought I was. And those, those free tools are priceless.
1: Yeah. There was something that you said that I took from your social media and it said, if your body got you there, it can get you out. And I Mm -hmm. really, really love that because I think a lot of people think that they're broken and that they'll always be broken. And what Mm. we just said is obviously your mindset plays such a critical role in your healing. And I know it goes deeper into, like, I don't know, your subconscious and there's probably a lot of different brain mindset things that would be a lot of, pretty complicated to talk about right now. But can you give advice to those people who, you know, right now think they're broken and maybe they are in a distressed marriage or their boyfriend sucks or their environment, their job sucks. Like they have so many things, if you will, going against them. How can they essentially heal through that?
2: I love that. I love that, Jenna. So the first thing that I always want to do when I have someone in front of me as a patient is I need to acknowledge what it takes to get in front of Dr. Greg, um, most people are like, "Oh yeah, cool. I'd love to go talk about all the things that are wrong with me at this guy because he's the, you know, the twelfth person that I've seen, and here I go again trying this again." So number one is is I acknowledge that I understand what it takes. I understand the vulnerability that it takes to sit in front of another doctor, mm-hmm. and the hope that that wells, thinking, "Gosh, I hope that this is the one." So number one is to acknowledge that. And then, you know, the the serenity prayer, right? Like, help me understand the difference between what I can control and what I can't. And I think when we truly understand how little we really have control over and we can dial in the control on that, we can take control. So for example, um, I heard someone say to someone one time, I hate that you make me feel angry. And I was like, wait, 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 time out. Only you can allow yourself to feel any emotion. So if someone else, if you've given someone else the power to make you feel an emotion, any other than emotion that you want, love, care, compassion, kindness, then you've given them power. So it's time to take the keys back. Also, For some people they just need to be told that they deserve more and better so if it is a crappy relationship or it's poor self-worth then what i tell people also is you get to do the work Um, i'm a boy which means i'm kind of a fixer like i want to fix it let's go like let's fix it quick and here's an example um so i have an executive coach that i spend two hours a week with and it's miserable He busts my chops and an example. So last week I was on a family vacation with my family of origin. And during that time, about a month ago, I had to write a letter to my dad. And, and then on vacation, I had to present it to my dad in person. And I had to do the same with my mother. And now for some people that had amazing, awesome childhoods, that's probably like, Oh, we had such a great time, but I didn't have the best relationships with my parents. And I had to not disconnect from them, but I had to forgive them and forgive myself and tell myself that I'm no longer carrying this stuff with me. And I will tell you, I'm a grown, solid, stoic dude. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I wept in front of my mother, wept. So the part of that is, is you got to do the work and, and, and there is no quick fix. So what I know <laughs> is that the trajectory that I'm on, um, it will be a a turning point for me. It also, I'm a dad of five kids. So I also as an adult look at my experience as a child and I go, Oh, I got a house full of babies that are having interactions with me that can that will someday shape who they are. So it's more of an awareness. You see, when you have a stressed childhood, you kind of get, at least for me. You get stressed into this. If it's meant to be, it's up to me. I have to protect me. Um, I need to get through this. Like, I don't know who's going to help me, so I'm going to do this. So it happens then as you as you age as you kind of just, you have this like like drill sergeant. Like, you just put your nose down and you tear through things, regardless of who you might run over or what speed bumps you might hit. So then as you start to realize, like, this is a we thing, then you start to look around and go, how, how did that impact you, that statement? Or how did that make you feel or, hmm. Uh, What, what part of me allowed that to happen? So I think it's really important for us to, to trust the process, to not rush the process and to be patient with the process. One of the things that I tell my patients, we work with our patients in, in timeframes of a year at a time. And people ask me, where am I going to get in a year? And I I joke, I say, well, my crystal ball broke. So I have no idea. (laughs) And what I tell them is I have no idea. What I do know is you can't stay where you are and you can't go backwards. And what we do, the type of work that we do is so specific. Like I, we, we focus on chronic infection and chronic toxicity, and I have no idea how they're going to respond to these therapies until we're in the therapy. Mm -hmm. And what I tell them is we're not going to rush the process. We're going to trust your body and we're not on a timeline and we're going to do it right. Because by the time someone has found some, a clinic like ours, they've tried those diets. They've tried those protocols They've tried the whoever's Elementop program, and many times those programs work, and I'm grateful for those programs, though we typically get, I mean, I live 90 miles from the Mayo Clinic. We get Mayo Clinic dropouts. I've been to Mayo. They can't fix me. They can't figure it out. Here I am. You're my last chance.
1: And is that because it is, they, they've gone years with undiagnosed Lyme? Like their cases are a lot more complicated, right? Oh my gosh. Yeah. And and yeah. my guess is that, you know, sure. Someone with just constipation or diarrhea might just simply have those issues based off of a couple imbalances, but then you're seeing right. these people who are, maybe they thought they were just having these couple imbalances and it's a lot more complicated, like these chronic illnesses. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't see
2: easy cases. I don't right. see someone that's <laughs> like, Hey, I'm kind of curious about what my labs look like. And mm-hmm. I, I found you on Google. Uh, you know, people are like, I've been following you on TikTok for six months. I've watched all your videos. Um, I love the fact that you do the testing and, mm. and like, yeah. So we get chronic Lyme, we get, you know, people with six or seven autoimmune diseases. Wow. And then I start to question them about childhood traumas. And I'm, and some days I feel like I'm a Catholic priest. Cause it's mm. like, I just, I get overwhelmed with like, wow, my heart breaks for that. And again, I'm so grateful that you're here because there's vulnerability in being in front of that. So, so yeah, you're right, Jenna, we see, we see really tough cases. And I, and I realized that, um, I've done this for 20 years. Had I had one of these tough cases come to me 20 years ago, I wouldn't have served them well. And I still, I still have this hunger to, to get better, to, 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 to learn more because, um, there's gotta be a voice for these people. And again, by the time they found us, we're typically five, six, seven doctors down the road, and, and tens of thousands of dollars and a lot of promised fixes, which I can't stand the under promise, you know, overpromise and underdeliver conversation. But yeah, the complex cases. Um, I'm grateful when someone can, you know, do X, Y, Z, and they feel like a million bucks. I'm like, God bless you. Like, I'm so grateful that you found that route. Um, they just don't happen to find us <laughs> from a clinical standpoint.
0: Right. There's so much to unpack. We're going to have part two, part three, part 4 And <laughs> like, Jenna and I, when, when we have doctors like you on, we want to come with a lot of prepared questions just because there's so many different things we could talk about. And my favorite part about today is we didn't get to any really of the questions we want to talk about, right. but that means like there's so much more to talk about. I love that we went kind of all over the place, but we also have so many uh, next steps for people who resonate with the numerous topics we talked about today. You said you're a reader. I'm a reader. Jenna's a reader. There's a lot of people out there. Are there any other books where you're like, Hey, if you're, if you're looking for more, start here. Like These are some cool ones. Cool. Yeah, yeah please. please do. Well, I
2: think, I think, you know, I think it depends on how things resonate. So I am, um, Man, what's in my what's in my work here? So one of the so chop wood carry water is a recent book that I read, and and this is more from a from a business standpoint, right? Because sometimes we get we get caught in the mundane of the doingness of what we do, and and so chop wood carry water to me is kind of like the Disney principle, right? Like this is this is that little girl and that little boy's first time to Disney. So I don't care if you've been Mickey Mouse for seven thousand days in a row; it's their first time. So I realize that who I bring to the table as a hope dealer, uh, as a lover of people, as a revealer of potential, that this person on the other end is desperate. So that so Chop Wood, Carry Water was, was, was a good one for me. I do like Ryan Holiday's work, and he's actually down in your guys' neck of the woods. So, the, so Courage is Calling is, is one of the most recent ones um, that I read. Um, I'm curious about, let's see what other, man, I got a lot of books in here.
0: I mean you've already given us I think 5 throughout this episode so that yeah. right, that might be right, right. A, good, a good place to start and
1: yeah I think our, our our one of the questions that we did bring that we really want to hone in more is the fact of like as we always mention with everyone like we're a big starter pack podcast our whole brand is based on like okay I have this and this, this and this where do I start and Obviously it's mostly right. digestive issues just because that's primarily what we've dealt with. So yeah. if you, you're, you're here, we, I mean, you're a functional doctor. What would you tell somebody who is just starting? What are the first couple steps that they should take? Cause we talked about, you know, like drainage and Lyme and mental health and all of right. that, but scaling it way, way, way back. What should someone start off? What should they do?
2: Yeah, man, low-hanging fruit, right? Pick up Mm -hmm. the low-hanging fruit. Um, I'm a big fan of quiet time, Uh, whether that's prayer, if someone has a a religious or a spiritual side, whether that's mindfulness or meditation. Being ADHD, I don't meditate well, so there are many guided meditation, uh, um, YouTube videos or whatnot. Um, gratitude trumps everything. So I'm, 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 I, I've learned to just simply write down what I'm grateful for uh, because that, that tweaks the mind. It's tough to be depressed and grateful at the same time. That's like putting your foot put on the gas and the brake pedal. Like one of them is, is going to work over the other. Uh, the other aspect that I, would, that I would say inside of that is, um, man, there's just so many little ones along the way. I am a fan of movement. You guys have seen me do lots of walks. Um, mm-hmm. I've had this guilt that you should like, I, I've done an Ironman triathlon. And just so you guys know, like my frame is an inside linebacker. I'm a big dude. I'm six, two fifty, 50. And I have no business oh. doing, doing an Ironman triathlon. So now I'm like, Oh, I should run. But like my knees hurt, my hips hurt. So I go for walks and walking for me is just a way that I, I feel good. I like movement. I get out in nature. And I am able to do three things, right? I'm quiet. I listen to a book. Right? Shoot a shoot a TikTok video. Um, the other thing that I think I would love people to talk. I mean, just simple things like like hydrate yourself. My goodness gracious, drink some water, right? Like a pot of coffee. No wonder why you're you're a hot mess. So and then and then there's a whole story about like what kind of water is the best. Like don't get caught up in the minutiae. Just take action steps. You're like, well, I can't, I can't afford this new Fandango structured water system. Okay, like go buy a $35 Brita and just start there and mm-hmm. start simple. So many people are like, I can't do it perfect, so I don't do anything. You've got to take baby steps. Um, and then I would love for people to, uh, in, in, in when we when we put together our protocols, I ask people, what are your secret ninja skills? Like, what are you really good at? And I think for someone to to search their soul and to and to gather that, it's good information for them to have. So I so simple things like that. I mean, and we could go into all kinds of, of fancier things, but I tell people, if you're not willing to do the simple, then why would I give you the more advanced thing? Back when I was doing a lot of bike racing, I had a patient's like, I want to buy a new bike, I want to go spend three thousand dollars. I'm like, No way. You go buy the two hundred dollar bike, and when you put two hundred miles on it, then go buy the five hundred dollar bike. So we have to prove that we can be diligent in the little and then we can get fancier because if you're not willing to even stay hydrated, then why would I tell you to get in an infrared sauna and do IV therapy and do those types of things? Because like you got to prove to that you're willing to do the simple things. And a lot of that boils down to, as nicely as I can say it is, is your self-worth. You know um, the Bible, for example, says love God and then love your neighbor as yourself. And I think a lot of people forget that as yourself part. So what does, answer that question, what does loving myself look like? Now, loving myself doesn't necessarily mean going get in a pedicure and a manicure. What does loving myself look like? That is real work. And that is, that's stuff that, you, that no one can take from you, right? If that supplement company goes out of business or that, or that farmer no longer has the CSA, that nugget doesn't leave.
0: And every time we That's do a podcast together, we'll get a little fancier. Right. But for now, everyone who's listening, you got to do those things or you can't – what is it, pass go? And, you yeah. Yeah. No, no level pass of go. not $200. Yes. Yeah. 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 I love that. So good. This This has been so awesome. And I think one thing that we've talked so much about that you've just honed in on in so many different ways is it's so much more than what you eat and the supplements you take. There's so much that goes into it. And a lot of it, good for us, we can be grateful about this, is it's free. Doing the work, drinking the water, being mindful, going on walks. There's so much you can do no matter what your circumstances are Mm -hmm. because there's so much healing to be done that has nothing to do with food. And so I think that's one Mm -hmm. thing that we've been trying to talk so much about is like yeah, we want to heal our guts, and yeah, you have to eat the right things and make sure that your body's functioning yeah. properly. But if the the brain isn't isn't connecting properly, you're in a lot of trouble. It's going to be a lot harder. Interesting. Yeah. So exactly, Joe.
1: Yeah. Well, can you tell? You mentioned it a little, but you didn't explain it um, a little bit about your clinic, and then point everyone to your socials.
2: Okay, that would require me to understand what those are. So we so we have a clinic called Vite. Uh, V-I-T-A-E, Functional mm-hmm. Medicine in Burnsville, Minnesota. We treat people all around the world. I actually did virtual or telemedicine long before COVID made it cool. Um, oh, nice. And then at TikTok and Insta, I think I'm at Health. I think mm-hmm. I honestly, as nicely as I can say this, I don't even have social media on my personal phone. I have a team that does it for me and they oh. communicate with me because I've learned that my focus I can get, I can go down bunny trails that are not necessary. And it takes me away from being a dad and a healer. So, um, I'm, I'm, don't, I don't think I'm too hard to find online and, and also know that we are very responsive and my team is trained and they work very closely with me to, to help people. We're not just here to put out content. We're helped to, mm-hmm. we're here to encourage, we're here to, uh, give people the, the tools that they deserve, because I believe that too many people are walking around, not living the life that they deserve. And that's why I'm here.
1: Love that. And I can attest on the responsiveness. It's it's spot on. <laughs> it's awesome.
0: That's
2: good. Dr.
0: Great. Greg, thank you so much. Yes. So excited to continue chatting with you, but level one of fanciness complete. Thank you so much. Very good. We're, we're so grateful. I'm so grateful, yeah. ladies.
1: As always, if you like this episode, please give us a five-star rating. Maybe leave a little comment. Not maybe.
0: Leave a comment. Drop the five-star rating. We need the likes. Give it, us the love. It support
1: us. Please. And, and if you're feeling crazy wild, if Sh- you resonate with this and you think someone else will, share it. Share it with a friend, close friend, maybe your cousin, maybe your sister. All right. That's enough. All right. Thank you all. <laughs>